an eargasm of learning, and a no-fuss show. Welcome to the Creative Talk Podcast, where you can learn straightforward topics about branding, digital entrepreneurship, online business, and many more with your charming host, John Santos, along with inspiring entrepreneurs, creators, and thought leaders worldwide. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creative Talk with me, John Santos, and we have a special guest. I am very excited. I'm a fan. Literally a fan. I've been telling this to her since we connected in IG, off cam, now on cam. I'm a fan. Not because she's the guest, but guys, the story, she is just wonderful. And I'm sure our listeners, our viewers will be inspired and motivated to push forward in life. Our guest for today, guys, Huff Post, one of 50 get this right guys one of 50 most followed women entrepreneur from half post that says it all <laughs> she's a growth architect a founder of the women's code so we will talk about that later she will be sharing stories about it okay she's passionate about growing and scaling businesses and developing leaders wow we are in the presence of royalty here. <laughs> <laughs> so I, How am I going to live up to all of that? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm putting the scale up. You know, I'm raising the bar. So the pressure on you. <laughs> Let's all welcome, guys, our special guest for the Creative Talk episode, Miss Beate Shalev. Thank you and welcome to the show. I feel like I should be doing like the, the royal wave right now. <laughs> well, that is quite the introduction. Thank you so much, Jan. I mean, I'll, you'll be my official introducer from here on forward. Yeah, you need to you need to hire me whenever you will be you know invited to speaking engagement in the White House. So, okay, before you speak, I will call my professional <laughs> expert in, in doing the introduction. So I'll, I'll that you know, sounds I'll... about right. You, you got it. You got the job. You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, Biade, um, I am excited, and I know our viewers and our listeners are very excited. They all know you. Um, well, for those who don't, because there are always, you know, people who are living in the different planet. <laughs> but, shockingly. <laughs> shockingly, yes. Who are they? <laughs> I am, I'm, you know, I'm excited to hear. Let's not just focus first on what you established, because clearly it's a lot and you've really grown, you know, in, in business, in life. So let's backtrack a bit, Okay. I'm excited to discover what influenced you or who influenced you to be in this position right now. Please tell your story. The floor is yours. Okay. Thank you so much. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. It's really exciting. I do love that you are somewhere else on the planet because, you know, we can never reach enough people and you never know who's listening. So it's um, an honor to be here and I love your energy and enthusiasm. So if you're listening to the podcast, you're obviously, you know, smart enough to pick him to follow. So uh, let's keep that going. So my name is Beata Chalet. I am originally from Germany and I came to the United States when I was in my early 20s because I kind of wanted to seek adventure and try to, you know, figure out who the heck I was, what I was going to do. And probably much like many people, um, I, you know, I didn't really always feel like I fit in. 
you know, I was a creative and then people tell you that you shouldn't be a creative, that you should be something else because you don't make money with creativity. And so I became a photographer anyway. And the fun story about this part is, is that when in Germany, you know, where where everything is taken always very seriously about everything, we uh, have aptitude tests where they check, you know, your qualifications and your talents. And so I'm going through this like 16 page pamphlet of all the things that you're supposed to, you know, do you like being outside? Sure. I like being outside. Do you mind carrying stuff? No, I'm pretty strong. I can carry a bag or two. No problem. Are you afraid of heights? No, I'm not. And so I'm just answering all these questions, all these questions. And after 16 pages, finally the results were in and guess what they thought I should be as a career. What? A roofer. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least <laughs> a professional, not that I'm degrading that position, but come on. Not at all. <laughs> However, not, not, not what I had in mind. And then, and then I, she asked me, she says, well, you know, obviously this might not be the right job for you, but what other things do you like? And everything I said, she said to me the same answer. I am sorry. There are not enough uh, jobs available and too many applicants. So I'm sorry, this is not right. So I said, I want to be a de textile designer. She said, no. I said, I want to be a jewelry designer. She said, no. I said, I want to be a photographer. And she said, no. And I said, I don't think this works for me. So I, <laughs> so, so I became a photographer anyway. And but, but, the, but, uh, um, um, to, um, just to inject this, uh, Beate, go ahead. Um, uh, because people in the in the Southeast Asian countries, uh, okay, I, I can only speak for myself. Um, based on my experience, um, I've experienced that. You know, people are telling me back then that hey, don't pursue arts. There's no money in it. I thought, okay, this is my thinking. I thought that only applies to you know where uh, in the Philippines or in Asian countries. But you are from a country that is really known for arts, so. Why, why that, why that um, experience? Can you, can you give me a, a bit of that? Yeah, of course, because, because it's the programming. I mean, you have to remember that, that a lot of times why creatives are feeling so left out or so misunderstood is because the system's not built for, for people that think differently. Right, and, right. and our parents are, their job is to make sure that we are taken care of and that we are safe. And for them, for us to tell them that we're going into an unsafe world mm. where things are uncertain yeah, is not going. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's going to make them feel good. So a lot right. of a lot of people, and I don't think it's it matters where they are on the planet, Jan, um, John, is that they are um, really focused on being safe, get a good job, make good money. At least you know what you're bringing home. Uh, you know, then you can know what you can buy for your family. You have a budget. You can, you know, buy a car. Maybe you can even buy a house. Maybe you can even send your kids to a good school. That's a good life. And then there is us, the misfits. And we go, I don't think so. This is not what I had in mind for myself, not on a roof and not in, on a secretary desk. And it's not that there's, as you said, nothing wrong with these jobs, but you know, in order to be passionate about something and to make an impact in the world, you kind of have to love what you do. So if you hate every day of your life, how can you be great at it? I mean, right, I just don't. Right. I, I, just, I, I totally agree. And and I always say this. Um, 
intent comes before content. You know, uh, there is an intention. It's built in you. And again, we're not degrading other positions. If if you are built to do roofs, then the 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 intricately it's intricately made for you to flourish and you know reach people and benefit. You know, you're you're gonna be doing wonders if you're do if you're built for that. But on the other hand, if it's not built in who you are and what you do, your character, you who you are as a person, in 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 this context, clearly you're not built for that. That's going to be a struggle, right? Exactly. And the friction is not the formula to success. And so I became a photographer anyway. And then I realized very quickly, though, that I was really much better at the business behind it. So that that came immediately. So the minute I had my photography degree and I got out there to be the photographer assistant and to do my first jobs on my own, I realized that I didn't like it as much as I did like the business behind it. And then I uh, got a job as a photo editor, first at a small local magazine, and then I was photo editor at Elle magazine in Germany. And that's when it kind of hit me that you know, when you have that great job. So I was 23, I was making 60 grand a year. I mean, and that's like a long time ago, right? So that was a lot of money to be made. Um, and I'm thinking, wow, you know, I, I kind of got it made. And I talked to my editor in chief and I said, so what's the, what's the trajectory here? You know, what, what with the projection here, where am I going to go with this? And she's like, well, you know, you're a photo editor. So you're going to be a photo editor for a while. And I'm like, why? She says, well, because well, what else is there other than a photo editor? And I'm like, she says, do you want to be an art director? I said, no. And then she says, well, then then maybe you're going to be a senior photo editor, but that's going to take time for you to get there. And I said, but I'm already a photo editor. What difference does it make if I'm a senior photo editor? It'll be the exact same job. And she says, well, what can I tell you? And I said, that sucks. And so I... <laughs> <laughs> I love I love that. I love that. Did you really say that? <laughs> I I did might have been in those exact words. <laughs> okay, okay. And then and then what happened? Well, and then I decided that uh I was bored out of my mind and I decided I was going to go for and find adventure and I decided to go to the United States and um go for the year abroad. And then I went for the year abroad that hasn't ended some 30 years later. Yeah. And so that's it. And then I came here and I lived in Key West on a houseboat without water and electricity just to, um, you know, just to kind of get off this like Elle magazine, Johnny Versace, Bulgari, uh, you know, all the name brands. Yeah, and then you yeah. go, go on a houseboat and you don't have water to take a shower. So you kind of have to figure out how to deal with your own stuff on a completely rudimentary wow. level. And um, I, I, looking back, I think it was some of the best times I've ever had because it wasn't, it, you know, and I think this is sort of the part of, of what you talk about in your podcast, John, is that people have to come to recognize who they are inside. And sometimes it takes that transition or that transformation or that heart turn for you to figure out it's not that but it's that and that's how my journey in america became began. Ooh, i love that i love that i'm having goosebumps <laughs> it's and it's and it's all and it's all true and then 
you know, and then I decided, then I've uh, kind of got pretty lucky with my visa. So I fell sort of in a gray zone there with having been a journalist and having a, you know, a, a permit to come in and out of the country. And then I got a social security number. So I was here somewhat legally and I really liked it in Los Angeles, you know, the city I choose, I choose it because it's the city of misfits. So everybody who doesn't belong anywhere else ends up somehow here. Is that true? I, oh I read God. that in an article. Is that true? Oh, so true. So true. <laughs> I mean, you'll find everybody from, from the tie-dye hippies to uh, the hardcore yuppies to the tech billionaires to the Beverly Hills housewives down to the Malibu super rich with, uh, you know, $10 million compounds. And, and, um, where, and where are you in, in those categories? I, I, I'm in the rich sneaky, sneaky, <laughs> sneaky question i must say <laughs> so where am i in all of this i think i'm smack in the middle because i live yes. yeah i live in culver city so i moved here a long time ago when sort of culver city was just up and coming and now today it is the it's called the silicon beach of uh, of uh okay. california you know the other silly not mm -hmm. the silicon valley but the silicon beach yeah so we have the youtube campus here amazon is literally building two blocks away from my house there their mm -hmm. their studio and um the film studio and so we have you know hbo is coming in apple is coming in so you know it's just like suddenly everything is exploding here which somehow fits perfectly my personality right 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 i'm just right ahead of the curve here yeah. Well, that that's very inspiring. I mean, you mentioned it, it, like no electricity, no water. Wow. You know, it's it's a struggle. And before we go to the next topic, I just want to throw in a question. We haven't talked about Bill Gates yet though. Yeah, yeah. I I'm setting it up. Okay, I'm setting good, it good, up. Good, good. <laughs> okay, good. So um, we're not going to give it away. Shh. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, again, if people know who you are, they know about the Bill Gates story. <laughs> but let, um, let me just let me just uh, highlight this part. Uh, when you were telling your story, let's backtrack a bit. You were doing good, like, okay, actually, earning a lot as a photographer in Germany, right? Why, uh, again, you said that the reason why you left, but is it worth it that when you arrive in a country that you have never been before, not as a tourist though, you know, as a working person, and you 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 now see the harsh reality that I don't have electricity, I don't have water. For sure, you you've you've imagined, is this the right thing to do? Yeah, of course. Because back then I'm earning way. You know, I'm in that position and now I'm here. Can, can you share your your thoughts on that situation before? That's a very clever, actually. You, you picked up on something that um, I think is really critical for people to understand. It's like a lot of times what happens when you become successful early on, you do it because you sort of fell into it or because you were fulfilling someone else's purpose. And so the minute my mother looked at Elle magazine, you know, so all the stuff that I did before, my father was always like rooting for me. And, you know, and he left, he left the first magazine I worked at 
always, you know, so in, out in the open, hoping that people would look in the masthead and go like, oh yeah, you know, my daughter works there, but my mother didn't think that was good enough. And so finally, when the day came and my mother left Elle magazine very openly on the coffee table, on the masthead, so that, you know, people would kind of come and see that I, you know, that she had a daughter who's finally, you know, becoming someone, that's when I knew I didn't need it anymore. I didn't have to prove it to her. I didn't have to prove to anybody anything anymore. And I wanted to really figure out who I was. And the danger, the danger in in our business, in the creative arts, is when you are in a position of power. I mean, this is really to be said for any business. When you're in a position of power, oftentimes you take on that role that the power brings, but it's not who you are. You mistake it for who you are. So when, when you get caught, when you get caught or when you catch yourself in using the power instead of who you are, you walking down a really slippery road. And I mean, you know, I think that's kind of what happened to Tony Shea, you know, from Zappos is yeah, that, yeah. that he became everything that position allowed him to be and he forgot who he was. And that's the danger when you become successful rapidly and you don't do the personal work. And so I shut it off to do the personal work. Wow. Wow. Uh, knowledge bomb after knowledge bomb. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's, a good, it's a good reminder though um, for people to, you know, again, it, it's a journey. Decisions, judgment will be made. But stories like this would really contribute in, you know, guiding people to have a right perspective in life, right? It's not it's not enforcing them, but it's giving them an overview of, okay, this is what happened to me. This might happen to you. And, you know, there are points that you can use to hopefully make the right decision and to, you know, as you go along your journey, to be resilient, to be strong, to be focused. Because if a person like you experienced this, for for you know it's it's gonna be someone someone would might be experiencing the same thing, and and I'm just you know blown away in hearing that story because you know what um Beate just just a little bit this this show is not about me but but let me just tell you a, a, a couple of um stories the reason why I picked that point when you were explaining your your experience I experienced the same I was in I think in Abu Dhabi in UAE. I was inside a room, like clearly nothing, only the heater and the uh, air conditioning system. I think that time was it was it was winter, and it's so cold. I only have um, a towel, uh, a giant sized towel, and my luggage as a pillow. That's it. <laughs> so it, it, I, that's the reason why I understood that part of your journey, and now. Now I know why you are in that great position because of that. The learning, the character, that's why you care. You know, you care for your business, you care for your clients. It, it's, you know, it's molded. And that's the reason why you understood how to manage that power. Because without it, you're still solid. But with it, you can wield it to really make a difference. 
Very true. And I, I, I think, you know, you're making a very good point there. I think some of this information and um, th that's, you know, when you're listening to people who've made it, it's very easy to forget what it took to get there. And so the stories that you remember are the stories that are really telling the real story, the story behind the story. And when you come out on the other side, I mean, I really didn't want to tell my story anymore because like who wants to hear about the next part of the story, right? Of the decade of bad luck. Uh, and you're just so glad you're out of it that you finally can say, I put that behind myself that you don't want to talk about it, but that's not, people don't want to hear the story that the princess woke up one day and then things were handed to her and life got better and better and better until one day she got the crown and she was the queen living, living happily ever after. I mean, that's the most boring story on the planet and people don't care. The story that inspires is the story where people recognize that I just like you and probably like mon many of your listeners, I have been through hell and back, not once, not twice, not three times, not four times, not five times, not six times, not seven times, eight times. And I'm here I agree. to tell the story. Uh, Beate, um, can you, when you're talking about that, um, talk about the, before we, we go to the, you know, the, the transformation, talk about the debt you mentioned, you know, you, you were in such a bad situation and you have a huge debt. So the, the, the mental stress and the physical stress, because you know why? The reason why I'm, I'm asking and, you know, I'm putting so much focus in that. I love what you said that, you know, nobody wants to hear, obviously everyone who doesn't, you know, right. a good story, but reality, people are in this situation right our listeners our viewers they're in a different we're all in the same ocean but different boat and and you know different problems different experiences these stories are are an, an essential tool for them to move forward right if if that happened to her I can do it also. At least that's the yeah, it is right and so the the idea is you're absolutely right. The idea is to say the the, the quantum leap or the greatness or the is always found in darkness and the darker I mean all you need to know is if I put you in a dark room and all I'm going to tell you I'm going to lock the door and there is a light switch okay that's all you need to know and you'll find that light switch because you know the light switch is there even though you're in a dark room it just depends on how long it's going to take you to find it. And I think that a lot of what we do in life is very much like that, is that these challenges are not happening to us, but for us. And we are encouraged to find the light switch and crawl around in the dark on our hands and feet with bloody feet and hungry and thirsty and sleep deprived if we must. But that damn switch is in there. So go freaking find it. <laughs> That says it all. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Energized. And, and to think that um, it's it's nighttime there. It's morning here. But you know, you're just making my day, and and you're like full of power. <laughs> all right, um, Beate. That is, uh, I mean, that's like super fuel to 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 push forward in life. Let's talk about. It's my favorite. This is the transition thing. Let's talk about the Bill Gates business. Because, you know, people, people are now, they're now hooked. Okay, I'm motivated. 
And it's time for them to see, okay, so with all those struggles, with all those experiences, with all those you know, ups and downs, there's a reward. If you be resilient, if you persevere, if you work hard, you have the right mind and heart, there is a good thing. Right. So now I'm $135,000 in debt. And I'm, so, and I'm so deep into debt because I had an employee and I woke up one day and I'm going like, something is not right here. And I fired her and I fired her two weeks too late. So she had gotten too close with a key vendor of mine and they decided they were going to run a business, which was my business without me. So next thing, my invoices that I, I build are paid to them. And I'm calling clients and I said, where's the money? And they say, well, we paid them. They said you were out of business and uh, that you were withholding funds and, and all kinds of stuff. So um, I sued them. And so I'm involved in this massive lawsuit. And that took about a year. And as I'm going through these notions of going into debt to fight a lawsuit, I mean, after all, this is California, right? Everything is expensive. Every Very letter expensive. you write here is $20,000. Yeah. So I, I, I get really deep into debt. And then um, my photography represent, representation business was what they stole from me. And I was also doing photography production. So I did a lot of work for Mercedes-Benz, uh, Wrangler, um, Levi's, BMW, companies that came from Europe to produce still photography here in the Los, in the Los Angeles area. And then September 11th comes. And in one day, my whole business goes down with the towers because nobody was going to go on a plane and fly 12 hours to Los Angeles right, to produce right. here after, uh, after this massive terrorist attack. And so I try, you know, I had to close both the production business and the photography business. I had this other idea about stock photography syndication. And I had made a vow to myself that I, my next business was going to be an equity-based business, that I wasn't going to do another one of those things where it's all about my time. And then when you can't work, you don't make any money. So I wanted to set up a business that was basically working by itself. And so I built up the stock photography syndication, uh, but I had no money. And so the lawsuit settled it brought me exactly zero. It was enough to pay my debt and the lawyer. That's it. And it literally ended up being zero. And so I had to start from nothing all over again. And so now I'm building up this business, but I'm going deeper and deeper and deeper into debt again, because I have to somehow, you know, digitize these photographs and I have to sell them and I have to go on trips and I have to go to conferences and do all of that. So I decided I'm going to Germany to uh, meet my my dad and to drum up some business in Europe. I was doing, you know, starting to do more business in Europe at the time. And um, my father has a stroke, but my father did not have a stroke. My father had pancreatic cancer that had metastasized and the tumor in his brain had caused the stroke. So my father is, is dies within six weeks and he's my best friend and my, my um, you know, my, my biggest, um, my biggest, my biggest supporter and, and, and partner and everything. And so I, um, you know, and I, and, and it's sort of, this is, you know, I think this, this part's really important to understand. So we all have a defining moment. So this is my defining moment. So I'm, I'm in Germany and my father just died. We are at the funeral in this Bavarian place overlooking, you know, the valley with this Baroque 13th century wow. church behind us mm. and the church bells ring and it's amazing. And, 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 
and inspirational and moving. And my phone rings and it's my office in Los Angeles. And they're telling me that we've just been served a notice. So I'm now I'm losing the house. And um, at that moment, like, what do you do, right? So I fell to my knees, I raised my fist and I, I yelled at God for a good minute. And I said, if you have a plan for me, this right now would be an excellent time to fill me in. <laughs> wow. Okay, okay. Continue. Wow. <laughs> and 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 so I'm 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 standing there and then at that point what you do is you have to you have to let it go. And you surrender. You say, there's nothing I can do. I have done everything I possibly can do. I'm out of money. I'm having to figure out how to pay for the funeral money already don't have. I'm going to have to figure out how I'm going to move my business on money I don't have. And so I flew back to Los Angeles and I had no idea what was going to happen. And so I had written a letter, uh, a letter to the president of the United States a couple months prior to that. And I was so mad. And I said to then George W. Bush, I said, you always talk about the small business being the backbone of the American economy. Well, where the heck is it? You know, <laughs> it's like not even true. I'm working right, my right. butt off. I'm doing my things right. I'm raising my daughter by myself. You know, I have an absentee uh, father who just kind of like took off and said, it's your daughter, go ahead. Good luck. <laughs> and, um, and, and, and I'm trying to figure it out. And so I just, and I sent this letter because my former mother-in-law just wouldn't shut up about it. She kept saying, well, write a letter to the president of the United States. He's your president. That's what the president of the United States is for. He's there for all people. He's your president too. Why did not you go write a letter? Why did not you go write a letter? I'm, I'm going to write a letter, okay? Just so you don't talk about this anymore. Right. So I wrote the letter, forgot about it. And I also had written a business plan. And when I came back, I get a letter from the White House. You got a letter from the White House. The White, the White House. The White House. You know, Beate, it doesn't happen to, to you know, it, it's not a random thing that you receive a letter from the White House. Plus, you know, the thought when you receive a letter like that, what did I do? <laughs> what's what's going to happen? Right. So. Okay, um, oh, so, so what's the letter about? So the letter is from the White House and it says, the president is delighted to hear from you. <laughs> Whoa, okay. And? The president never read the letter, but you know, I mean, whatever. But what it did, it put me in touch with the small business administration here in Los Angeles. It says, we will put you in touch. And what it does is because the letter came from the White House, I didn't talk to some low-level guy and talk to the deputy chief director of, of the Small Business Administration in Los Angeles County. And so I set up a meeting. I walked in with my business plan and my, my, my photos, and I told him what happened. I told him where I was financially. I told him, you know, all the things. And he says to me, I'll put in what you put in. And that's the first time in years that I had felt that things were finally moving forward. And so I, they helped me find a bank that was just taking my $135,000 and restructured my debt in a fixed 30-year uh, loan that freed up my line of credit, $45,000, that allowed me to continue operations until 
Three months later, I'm at break even. 18 months later, I'm the world leader in celebrity at home stories, which is wow. just happens, happens to be a byproduct of the business, right? And uh, that's when a Bill Gates company comes knocking on the door and they said, can you tell us how you do it? And I said, <laughs> okay, what every uh, honorable woman would do. I said, absolutely not. You want it, you have to pay for it. Ooh, nice. And then? And then they said, how much? And then I gave them a nice multiple million dollar figure. I'm going to ask that off camera later. <laughs> okay. And then you gave, you gave the, you gave the, the, the amount. I gave them the, my amount. And then they said, oh. were you not scared? Um, Beate, were you not scared that they might say this is too much or you're just, you know, exaggerating? Let's cancel. The no, deal. I mean, you know, I had to give them a million dollar off. Um, you know, I mean, I, 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 I did say a little bit higher than what I, what I, what I, I knew what my number was that I was going to settle for. And I calculated right. the number had to be a number that I never had to work again. That oh, was that's it. That's it, guys. For our viewers and our listeners, that's, that's, that's it. A number that she will never work ever again. No, imagine, you do the math, guys. <laughs> you do the math. <laughs> All right, Daddy, what happened? And then uh, I sold my business and then they asked me to come on as a senior director for global entertainment. And then I ran their entertainment division for about two years. And I realized what a shit show corporate America is. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> coming from, uh, I'm, I'm an American. So <laughs> okay, and, okay. And especially how women and minorities and people that are not fitting the mold um, can't succeed in the system because it is like so structured and set up for white men by, by white men and works for white men, but really not for many other people and the resistance that's in place to keep it that way, which we also see in politics here. And then that's when I decided, gotta go back out there, gotta do my part, gotta, gotta, gotta help people to define their level of success wow. and who they are. Wow. And that's what I've been doing ever since. Wow, wow, just, powerhouse story it it looks like it's a, you know it's fictional but it's <laughs> real thing right you know you started this and then a transformation it's like from caterpillar to butterfly let me just deviate from from what we we prepared the topic cuz you know it's just so natural with that said i am so energized you know the struggle the decision the journey the transformation the success nicely done I want you, um, Biate, to share tips. These are basic tips based from your experience about resilience. So it's still, you know, needed to what we're what we plan. But let me just focus on that resilience and perseverance for everyone. You know, solo parent, solopreneurs, businessmen, entrepreneurs that is in that situation that you experienced before. Share something about resilience and perseverance. So I think it all kind of comes down to a couple of important parts. Number one, so you set out, you say, this is what I want. And then universe, God, spirit comes and says, 
you sure about that? And they said, yeah, absolutely. And then the voice says, prove it. And then they throw a whole bunch of shit in your way, right? And, uh, and then a couple of weeks later, they say, you still want it? And you go, well, that, that was a little rougher than it had to be. Uh, but no, no, I still want it. Now they're throwing a lot more shit your way. And it's a hell of a lot more difficult and bigger and more difficult. And you go like, what's that all about? And then the voice comes back and says, how'd you like that? And you and you still want it. And then you said, yeah, I still want it. And then it happened a third time. And then that's when people give up. That's when most people give up because they go like, it's too difficult. I can't do it. Um, they do the rubber band, right? So they snap right back to the original form of the rubber band because it's stretched too far and they never do a quantum leap. I said, I will not drown in a puddle. I will drown in the ocean if I must drown. Man. <laughs> if you're going down, go down in an inferno, not by a match. Okay. So I think this is the stuff you have to put it all on the line and say, I know I can. And there, the, 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 oh shit moments, how I call them, right? The collection of oh shit moments. I got a good size collection available, <laughs> handy and ready anytime because it just comes, but the bigger the impact, the bigger the challenges, no mistake. I love that, I love that. And, and, and I always say that the people I end up working with are people who I call that have been activated. So if you've been activated and you know, then and only then you know what that actually means, then you come to me because I can amplify that activation by a, mega mega margin because i i love systems and processes and i built them and i tie them into mission vision and values because i believe that if you are going to be successful it might as well be something that you really really love so back to resilience you gotta love it you gotta love it not all the time and sometimes i give you permission to hate it sometimes because believe me i have um you can't lose sight of why you're doing it, right? So everybody knows this and Chris, Chris, Chris do knows it as well. I said, I live off thank you notes. So when I get my thank you notes and I'll give everybody my personal email. So if it inspires you, do send me a note because this is the blood that runs in my veins. If I know I make an impact, right? That keeps me going for another shitty week or when, you know, and believe me, I'm having a whole bunch of shit show going on right now here myself, but because it's been, you know, just, it's, in COVID and, uh, and things had to really massively change. So resilience comes from perseverance of actually just staying the course and not giving up, knowing that you will be tested. The second part is that you will feel fear. You will feel fear, but your courage has to be stronger then you fear. Mm. And the third part on this is, is that you need to do it anyway. 
I love that. Ooh, that that is so powerful. You have to do it anyway, right? You're experiencing fear, but your courage needs to go beyond, and you need to do it anyway. Exactly. Mm. And and to close that, when it doesn't work, I can tell you why it doesn't work because your fear of change is greater than your than the pain of staying. I'm going to say that one more time. If you are still where you are in an uncomfortable place, your fear of changing is greater than the pain of staying where you are. The pain of staying where you are has to be much much greater than the fear of change because then you can feel the fear, have the courage and do it anyway. Mm. That's, I love that. That's the secret. That's the whole secret. That's all the secret third is. Wow. Thank you so much, Beate. Thank you, as in thank you. Wonderful story, inspiring perspective, full of motivation. It's just awesome having you to start my day on your end. <laughs> One way to end your day. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I still have a couple more things to do because I... Com- committed to uh getting my stuff mm-hmm. done and uh i'm gonna right, do it anyway right. <laughs> right so we are now in the part of the show that we will you know relax a bit Th- those were intense all right <laughs> we are going to play okay, a game. Go ahead. all right the, the 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 goal of the game is to show our viewers the people that yes biate is a wonderful businessman great personality but she's also a human being that sometimes don't know what to say and just you know be sick okay go ahead all right all right uh we call this the creative talk fast talk all right i'll be asking you questions don't spend too much time thinking what the answer should be first thing that pops in your mind say it first question favorite color uh my favorite color is red Ooh, my wife loves that color next passenger or driver driver <laughs> driver, dr- driver, 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 driver. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> hot or cold? Uh, probably hot. Mm, okay. If you, uh, no, no, mountains or beaches? Why, why choose? Come on, pick one, mountains or beaches. I probably would pick the beach over the mountain, but I spend an enormous amount of time in the mountains because I'm a skier ah, okay, and okay. I skiing is my favorite right, sport. Right. So so that's like one of those where I'll have to say, yeah. But you love the beaches also, right? Well, I mean, I'm in Los Angeles. We have like beaches and then two hours we are in the yeah. mountains, which is one of the reasons right, I'm here. So right. I could technically go skiing in the morning and swimming in the afternoon. Yeah, the reason why I'm asking is that, you know, after the, this COVID thing happened and you were going to visit the Philippines, I'll, I know where to bring you. Oh, good. So. <laughs> I have never been. Next. I want to go. Oh, let's plan that. We plan let's it. Plan that. Yeah. Next. If you're an animal, what animal would you be and why? Huh. I don't think anybody's ever asked me that question. What animal would I be? What animal would I be? I would be... A dragon. This is a drag. Wow. <laughs> okay. Why? <laughs> because dr- dragons are dragons are kind of cute and kind of fierce. And oh, yeah, if yeah. you tickle them the wrong way, they fire. Hot. I, I don't think anybody want to 
tickle a dragon, Beate. All right, next. Movies or books? Uh, I like movies. All right. So because you answered that, the following question would be geared towards that. What are your top three movies of all time? Okay, so this is going to come as a complete surprise to anybody. (laughs) Okay. I am all about political blow-up kind of stuff. So Jason Mm -hmm. Bourne is the jam. Star Wars can is like right behind it. So it's like really not one. It's like the kind of like the whole whole series. And uh, well, that's really already kind of like 15. So I think I'm good on that question, right? Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the, the Star Wars thing shows your creativity persona. And then the, you know, the Jason Bourne, it shows the the business side of you know thinking political life and everything well good combination and blowing up stuff and and shooting people and, and, and shooting people when yeah. they don't do what i want them to do yeah i'm starting to be scared beate <laughs> you you pick dragons and now you know shooting people violent movies i mean wow <laughs> next um soap or toothbrush Toothbrush. <laughs> okay. Your dream superpower of all time since when you were a kid. And flying. Why? Because you just because when I was around? a kid, when I was a kid, I think I actually did leave my body and I have these vivid memories of myself levitating and flying out of the room. So I really would like to do that again. Wow, that's amazing and scary at the same time. <laughs> I know. See, now you're changing your whole opinion about me. I mean, yeah, you know, and, I, and all yeah. of this in a rapid fire five minute segment. Mm, mm. No, no. <laughs> okay, last question. And this is a, tra- a traditional question that I always ask my guest in the show. Okay, it can be serious, it depends. If you have the power to bring back someone back from the dead, who would it be? My dad. Because, you know, for, for, for just the simple reason that I just don't think I've had enough time with him yet, you know, and he was my, my best friend and my biggest supporter. So, yeah, I don't need to bring back anybody fancy. My dad will be just sufficient. Nice. And I'm sure he is very proud of you what you accomplished, you know, reaching out, helping people. He loves you and he's very Thank proud you. of you. Yes, I think so. All right. So that was an amazing episode. Inspiring stories, tips, the game, you know, being violent, dragons and killing people. <laughs> with a toothbrush. Wow, with a toothbrush. <laughs> with a toothbrush in the mountains after having a good swim. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> All right, Beate, um, the floor is yours. Feel free to promote any social media accounts, online releases, anything that you want to promote. Right. So I invite everybody to, you know, really reach out personally. My my personal email address, and this goes to me, not an executive assistant, is my initial BC at BeateShillette.com. So don't think about it. Just send me a little note. I love it. If you want to know some of the things that I do, so if you're a business owner, I recommend you to go to airtightavatar, 
Com, which is a complimentary training that I've done on how to figure out who your best client avatar is. Look me up on Facebook. There is a Facebook group that I'm building up called the Inevitable Recovery. And the Inevitable Recovery is where I go in uh, once a week and um, work with the group on a mindset piece or a business piece. So you might find this super helpful. You find me on Instagram under Beata Chalette. And I'm on Twitter and I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm on YouTube. Uh, I have a YouTube channel called growth architect. Uh, so if you want to subscribe to that, that would be super awesome as I'm building that channel up and yeah. And if you need anything, just reach out, you know, I'm a regular person. I like talking to people. Yes, guys. An awesome, awesome, awesome. Like, wow. Please do connect with her. She will help you along the way. She will help you and guide you in your journey. All right? Send her a message. Connect with her. And she will guide you. Again, Biade, thank you so much for being part of the show. I hope you were not bored. Oh, no. I have, your energy is amazing. I love it. How can I not? I'm sitting here with thank a big you. smile. That made my <laughs> night. <laughs> All right. So that is our episode for today. This is Jan Santos with the wonderful Biade Shalem. Thank you for being with us here on the Creative Talk Podcast. I'm your host, John Santos. Don't forget to listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. See you again, always.